What's up, well, Joseph? It's cold, but I'm here. Uh, I don't know if it's cold like you over there. Yeah, but... it's fucking cold, Whew. and I and I do not appreciate it. Hopefully, by the middle of the week, it'll get back into like the 40s or 50s, which that's a, that's a lot to know. ask. I'm happy with 21 today. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a hot. To be honest, yeah. Last I'm week not, it was yeah. like negative six multiple times. No, thank you. Can't do it. See, this is why I I just need to be in Miami. I just that just needs to be my home base. Got the squads down there. Just complete the whole thing. Everybody wants to go to Miami, bullshit. man. But Pat Riley don't want him. <laughs> I don't even need. You don't even. I mean, I, <laughs> I'll go for free. You don't even need to give nothing up for me. Just give me, just give me a little job, maybe within the heat, you know. Boy, you'd be Dion Waiter so quick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Get the gummies on the plane. That was funny too. All right, Joe. It's been a, it's been a minute. Been a couple of weeks. Obviously, yes, as everyone can see, we do not have Debbie on today. He's handling some some business. We'll hold it down though. We can hold it down. The personality of the of the show is still here. Might not have quite all the anger that we usually have with us. Yeah, we still I think personality here. he didn't want to show because he didn't want to praise the Knicks. That's what it really is. That's probably what happened. That's exactly they're, what it they're, is. They're, they're like eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, the he Knicks. Want, oh wait, he didn't want to even think about talking. And about James it. Harden and the Clippers are playing well. That man hide team for he hiding on purpose. Hmm. Well, let's talk about the big trade news, Joe. Involves the Toronto Raptors again. Uh, a couple weeks after they traded mm-hmm. OG Ananubi to the Knicks, they trade Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. Uh, they also had to give the or the Pacers had to give up Bruce Brown and three first round picks. Um, the the Pelicans threw in um, uh, Kiora Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the whole thing that the Pelicans get out of the, that, that takes them under the the luxury tax apron. So it's going to save them a bunch of money in the in the future for a player that was not getting a ton of minutes. So makes sense for them. They are just kind of a good team to throw into the to the trade to help them save a little money. But Joe, I need your full reaction. We can we can take this a couple different ways, bounce back and forth. But just your first kind of reaction. Siakam to the Pacers. Three first? The man Dame Lillard? Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I liked Siakam, but damn, three first I thought was a lot. And then after that, I think I think it helps the Pacers a lot. I think it's going to be fun to watch him and Halliburton and see how they do with that pick and roll. It gives them something that they didn't really have was a, a big man presence who can actually help defensively but also help offensively. As long as Pascal Siakam doesn't play selfishly and has that mindset that he had in Toronto, and he he realized that this is Hal Burton's team and I'm fitting into this team and we're going to fit perfectly. Uh, if he does that like he did, he may be able to get a, a chance to make a run in the Easter Conference. But I don't think they're good enough. They, they're still they're not good enough. But they had to make a move. I like it. I think it keeps them in that top five, type six uh, situation in the East. So it was a good move for them. And then on the Pacers, I mean, on the Raptors side, I like it a lot. It opens up the floor, and you got a lot of young guys on your team, and you get to see if some of these young guys are going to work out before you go out in that free agency market and see if you want to get some more pieces. But you got a lot of young guys with a lot of potential, and now the floor is wide open, and you don't have to sit there and play through Siakam, your offense through Siakam. You can pick and choose which young guy you want to go through, even though it's mostly going to be Scotty Barnes. 
But now you got some other guys you can choose on some nights to play your offense through. So I like what the uh, Raptors did a lot. Not like what the Pacers did, but well, I guess I'll give them a B for the Pacers and I'll give it a C for the Raptors because it don't move the Raptors nowhere, but it gives them some hope for the future. And then the Pacers, I give them a B because it kept them alive. It kept them in that top six, top five conversation in the East. Yeah, I think the I think I had the first rea- like the similar first reaction when I saw three first round picks. I was like, "Crazy uh, for a, that's a lot for, that's a lot for Siakam." Yeah, I feel like that is a lot for Siakam. Now Siakam's actual fit with the Pacers, I like a lot. Like I think he is going to really, really fit with that team very well. So, and in, in that sense, I like it. I just like I'm just trying to think. Like everyone kind of knew Siakam was going to get moved. Mm-hmm. So like. Who were you competing with to where you had to give up three first round picks? I guess that's, that's kind I mean. of my thing. Like the deadline was going to come, and I just can't see that the the Raptors were going to hold on to him post deadline. So it's like I, I feel like you kind of negotiated against yourself a little bit here, but at the end of the day, I think they got a player that fits their system really, 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 really well, really well. Um, a stat that I think a lot of people might not know. But the uh, the Pacers, I think everyone knows this. The Pacers play with the the highest pace in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of transition, you know, getting up and down. Um, they're trying to outscore you. Pascal Siakam leads the entire NBA in transition field goal percent. So, oh, oh, it's very that does. into like how they want to play. And Joe, I think the one like the Miami Heat, they were always looking for somebody that was going to run when they had LeBron, D Wade, Bosh, someone that can just keep pushing the floor with you. They always wanted athletic, athletic bigs that could just get up and down with them, right? And so what I what I like for them too, though, something you brought up, when you get to the playoffs, yeah, that transition is cute in the in the regular season, but you're going to have to play in the half court in in the Mm -hmm. postseason. And I think he is a nice addition to that team in the half court kind of gives them a little bit more versatility between everything having to be on Halliburton, either scoring or creating for someone else. It's at least another option that they just didn't really have on the roster. Um, the Raptors, I kind of agree with you. I think it's a good move. You know, I think what they're, I think what we're seeing with them is they are trying at least to build that entire team around Scotty Barnes. I don't think those two were, mm-hmm. were very good matches for each other. They're both very good individually, but I don't think they matched each other very well. I think Siakam took up a lot of the same space that Scotty Barnes is gonna is gonna thrive in. Yes. Um, <clears throat> now, whether you think Scotty Barnes is gonna be, you know, a, a a true player to really build your entire franchise around, I don't think I'm quite there yet. But you know, he's the best option that they got right now. So they, they yeah. got to run with it. Um, yeah, I like it. So let, let's let's kind of talk about the piece that you were starting to talk about a little bit, though. Where does this put them in the East? Do you think that they can – can they play with – and we're talking about postseason, not where they're going to finish regular season. But in the postseason, do you see them being able to contend with the likes of the Bucks or the Celtics um, after making this – Nah, play? no. Nope, nope. I mean, no. They, they're still young. Like, come on now. You got to be there. I get it. Yeah, Pascal Siakam, who's been there and done that, but he had Kyle – he had uh, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. <laughs> so – he had Kawhi Leonard, so I, hate you so much. <laughs> I couldn't even say it. He, but he had Kawhi Leonard, so that's different. It's a different situation. So no matter what, you gotta you gotta take your lumps first in the playoffs before I I have faith in you. So 
they're not up there yet. Like they they may be scary and give, make push you, make you at the work, but they got to show me first. They did go four and one. They've already played all their games against the Bucks. They did go four and one against the Bucks in the regular season, um, including the, the in season, season tournament. Um, you know that that's that was my initial reaction, Joe. But I, I was you know I was listening to I forget who I was listening to. They were kind of discussing why they thought the Buck like you know the Bucks were having trouble with the Pacers. And it was interesting to me because that transition game fits Giannis really well. And, you know, in Dame to a degree, mm-hmm. it really doesn't work for the like entire rest of the roster though. And so the point that was being made was like, yeah, Giannis keeps eating, but the, like the style of play is just not very good for anyone else on that Bucks team. And that's kind of why, you know, they were saying, like, that's why they think the Pacers had success. Now, again, in the postseason, slow you down. typically see things slow down. So I don't I don't know if that's really going to work. And, we'll, I mean, part of it, though, is does that mean that teams are intentionally slowing down because they get more conscious of turnovers? Or is it something else that slows it down for them? Because if they just say, fuck it, we're still running. I don't care. I don't care if we turn the ball over, yada, 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 whatever. We'll see. Um, I don't. I, I'm with you. They're probably, but in the playoffs, that you think people are actually gonna have more than one day to game plan. They're just gonna say, okay, just stick with your man and see what Tyus Halliburton can do. If he can beat us on his own, he beat us on his own. But we ain't finna let him pass it and dish it and get everybody else hot. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be easier for them to game plan, and you know, we'll we'll see with this iteration of the Bucks and this new head coach. Mm-hmm. You know how well he. You better figure it out. If, oh, and, I mean, and whatnot, you know, if, if he it, makes if it, it was Bud. If he we makes know it, Bud weren't going to adjust nothing, so they would have had a shot. Um, I still don't think I, part of it. Part of my hesitancy to say that they can't compete is because I just don't really trust the Bucks or the Celtics that much still. Like I still, I still haven't like Never full, can. fully That's bought fair. into either one of them. Um, like again, if I was gonna pick the series, I would obviously pick those teams. But like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be unheard of to me if they if they seven got, games. Yeah, if they lost in seven to the Pacers. Um, now the Pacers running the gauntlet and getting through all of them, I don't think there's a chance in hell that happens. But right. I, they could maybe get somebody. They could maybe get somebody. I think the most likely outcome for them is they are they give somebody a real tough first round matchup and lose but you know they could they could win it mm, we'll see <laughs> they're still so young it's gonna be interesting then i know it's i can't i can't wait to see halliburton in the playoffs assuming that they make it Me there too. i think that'll be a lot of fun mm-hmm. um somebody these games will be on nba tv yeah just probably i got NBA. It's the pacers i got bro. nba tv though so i'm good yeah. bally sports i'll be able to watch it too yeah something like that all right, let's, let's go to somebody that we uh, are unfortunately not going to be able to see in the playoffs this season. John Morant, after only about 10 games back, uh, messed up his shoulder and has to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Do you, are, one, are you worried about Ja in the future going forward, coming back from this injury? Two, who? Boy, Ja? Who? That's what I'm saying, bro. You, we forget you quickly. Oh we will God. forget you quickly, man. We, I haven't seen you play in a minute. I'm just saying. I, 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 when was the last time? Ja, what's there? What's the last highlight you seen of Ja? I'm not even. When he comes back, oh, okay. 
I mean, he did look good when he came back, but it's going to be a damn near a year again. I'm going to forget about you again. You, you're going to be at the Zion Williamson situation where we don't see him on TV no more, but then when we do see him on TV, we remember, wow, Zion's still that guy, and then we don't see him on TV again for another month and a half. That's what Josh's going to turn into. It's just a reality. It sucks. He, he put himself in a bad situation, and then he got hurt. But this being hurt may help him because he plays too reckless. He tried to dunk on everybody's head. I think he needs to figure out a different way to do that if he wants his career to last longer. Uh, he's lucky it wasn't his knees and it was just his shoulder in this situation. I think that's going to make him play a little bit less reckless. I mean, you can still have that same intensity and same aggressiveness, but sometimes the layup is better than trying to dunk on somebody's head all the time. And I think that may be something he learned in this situation. Yeah, I hope so. Um because he's he really is such an exciting player, and it doesn't have to. It's not mm-hmm. just the dunks, right? It's 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 everything that comes with this game. Um, I don't like. I know everyone always worries more about like knees and ankles and feet, like those types of injuries for athletic players. You know, it's like ideal. Like theoretically, his athleticism will still be there. The thing that I start to worry about is because he's already not the greatest jump shooter, right? Like it's he's not mm. awful. I see what you're saying. But some guys that come to mind, right? Markel Fultz, obviously, before he even got started in the NBA, he had all the shoulder issues, and then we saw what that ended up looking like once he got back and started playing in the NBA. Um, but another one who I think style compares very, 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 very similarly to John Morant, Russ, right? Russ has had multiple, yeah. multiple, multiple shoulder uh, injuries and surgeries, and we've seen that jump shot just go way downhill and like we've even seen it like get into his free throw shooting he used to be like an 80 percent free throw shooter is now all of a sudden in like the 60s yeah. so that's that's where i get where like do, do you get start like having a lot of like scar tissue in there to where everything doesn't quite feel the same when you're shooting and you're already not really like a fantastic jump shooter that's what would kind of worry me a little bit now if it just ends up being this is the only one in his entire career then no he's gonna be fine it's just like you're saying he takes a lot of really hard falls. <laughs> like it's a lot of hard falls. Like that just that's gonna, you know, that keeps adding and adding and adding and adding, and eventually, you know, it might be too much. So I hope I hope he's good. But let's let's talk about it also from the grizzly situation because this could be could be kind of a blessing in disguise for them. They might end up with a really 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 high draft pick to put somebody in in. True. This is not. It's not a great draft. Like yeah. It's not a draft like the previous one with Wemby, but they don't need a Wemby because they already have Jaw, right? They need somebody just to go with Jaw, which I think mm-hmm. gives them a little more flexibility with that pick. So, how do you see it from the Grizzly standpoint? I guess you're right, Desmond Bain. Hey, it's your chance. You're getting a little bit older too. It's your chance to step up and see which if you're really that six, dude. I think he's out six, eight weeks. I just read. I think he's out six, eight yeah, weeks. Which, oh man! So they've been rough. And then Marcus Smart's been in and out the lineup with injuries all year. This may be just one of those years where you just scrap it. You see what these young guys can do in developing some pieces that'll, like you said, can fit in with Jaw next year. You may have to do the tanking thing because you know you. Uh, Shit, they got a the choice. New, the way the new, the way the in, new lottery the injury, works. The injury gods. Injuries. took that choice away. Less they are taking. <laughs> they, they know with, with the new team. lottery way. I think you just got to be the top five. The top five worst records all had the same equal chance to win the lottery. So top three. I you think. know you're not gonna be worse than the Pistons, and and I think oh, it may be more than three. You're not gonna be worse than the Pistons. It may be top six to be honest. Now they, the new lottery rule. 
Yeah, so you're not going to be worse than the Rock, or well, you may be worse than the Rockets. Yeah. But you're not going to be worse than the, the uh, Spurs and, and the uh, Pistons, but you still have a chance Wizards. to get that lottery it's pick, like the, he's saying. Oh, and the, the Wizards. <laughs> yeah. That's top three right there. You're right. So, hey, you're right. It, it could be a blessing in the sky, something that they can look forward to, but um, a coach may get fired. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll may get, may have to go. you got to make the best out of the situation, right? Like, you've got young players on that team you can really find out about. Find out if these guys have a more defined role going forward. That's the that's the mm-hmm. best you can make of it. And then, you know, hopefully, you you know, say you got a top five, top six pick in the draft, you got to hit. You got to hit. Well, maybe they need an adult. Maybe they need an adult, too. Maybe they still need an adult. Marcus? I mean, Steven Adams not being there, too, still hurts him. But I'm just saying, how old is the coach? I couldn't tell you. Young. Forties, maybe. Yeah. Young. On, That's on what I'm saying. Maybe side. they need an adult. Maybe they need an adult because it's a lot of young guys. Yeah. No, I mean you're not and, we, and they they've been saying that since day one. And what has really changed? They've actually gotten worse, but that's been injuries and jobs, but still. Yeah, I mean what I mean just last year they were what the two seed? Two seed in the West? At one point, yeah. Loss of the Lakers in the playoffs as a seven seed. Yep. So, I mean, it, I mean, it's been pretty proven. Like, when they have jobs, they are a very good team. And hopefully mm-hmm. they can add a piece here, uh, a high-impact piece here in this offseason through the draft. But we'll see. But let's talk about your Lakers because it was an interesting week for your Lakers. Um, started off real, real, eh, lost to the Jazz, who have been hot, who have been hot. Um, but then two back-to-back really good wins. Beat the Thunder. And beat the Mavericks. And then they're looking prime, right? They got two games. They got at home against the Nets on Friday. And then they have today at home against the Trailblazers. So you're looking like, okay, they might be able to kind of get get on a little streak here. After beating those two very high-quality teams, they lose 130 to 112 to the Brooklyn Nets. And the vibes seem like they're all off again in La La Land. So, Joe... In in this sense, it was literally they took two nice steps forward and then a step back against the Nets. But you know what? What needs to happen? Like, what are we doing here? What's what's going on? I mean, the Nets are the Nets are a good team. They got a lot of players. Uh, they're currently sitting outside the the playing game in the East. Right I know, now. but they they're a good team. They're a good team. They can they can any given night they can beat you. And I mean, I really want to put it on Anthony Davis, but he's been playing great lately. Man, he's been consistent. I can't even be mad at him. LeBron doing what he's doing, it's literally the role pieces. I, is If D'Angelo Russell and Austin Rivers, Austin Rivers, Austin Reeves don't show up, and well, she playing like Austin Rivers right now. If they don't show up and reach their full potential, the Lakers don't have a chance. They they need Somebody needs to be traded or something. I don't understand what they're doing with the lineups. Darvin Ham, I'm not sure what he's thinking. Everything looked good one day, and then the next game he changes the lineup. And shit just gets all messed up. And there's there's no chemistry, really. On a LeBron team, it's kind of amazing to me that there's no real chemistry. Look at people just running up and down the court outside of LeBron calling plays or Anthony Davis plays, calls for Anthony Davis. There's no real options out there, especially the way Austin Reeves is playing. You thought he was going to be the main ball handler and make things a little bit easier for Mm. Anthony Davis and LeBron. Mm. He's not doing it. He's just not doing it. No way. It's the same, yeah, no way, exactly. No way. They did the same thing, like they tried to push. No, uh, no, 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 no. We're not gonna say they because you 
in Devion in the offseason sat up here and told me how much better Austin Reeves was than my man Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero just leading the heat in points per game. We did. You ain't lying. Yes, that's how he's supposed to be playing. That's what we need, and he's he's not doing it. And I tried to tell y'all it's different when you're just this kind of ancillary player instead of being – He still is, though. That's why he should – but you're, see, but you're seeing now that teams saw him have a world. little success, exactly. They started, okay, we're going to pay just a little bit more attention to you. And that's made his consistency go up and down. Last year, he was super consistent. You know, was hitting shots when he needed to. was a good facilitator, good playmaker. The one thing I'll say about Austin Reeves this year, and, I, you know, I've watched him most closely when they play, when you guys have played the Heat, obviously. So I don't know if it's a thing because he sees, like, a white guy on the other team that is like, oh yeah, this is a battle of like the the top white the boys in the guy. in the in the NBA <laughs> right now. So like they feel like they really gotta like go at each other. It feels like he's forcing shots a lot more this year. I thought last year he did a great job of just like letting the offense mm-hmm. kind of come to him. You know, I agree. He didn't I didn't I don't really ever remember him forcing much last year. This year, it seems like I'm just seeing him, I'm, I'm like are, are you sure you should be shooting that? that? Like you should be taking step back over, you know, something like eh, I might swing that rock one more time. I agree. So I don't know if he feels like a pressure to be like that kind of third option. He's trying to kind of force it with the Lakers and with the players that you guys got. I just feel like the Lakers need like that third option can come from a multitude of places. It doesn't have to be a defined one person. I think they just got to kind of read how the night's going. If D'Lo gets hot one night, D'Lo, you're the third option. If Reeves is cooking that night, okay, Reeves, you're the third option. If, you know, Torian Prince is making his shots in the corner, all right, let's try and feed him some more looks out of the corner. You know, I feel like it's got to be kind of more like that because LeBron and AD are going to give you, like you've been saying, AD has been balling this year. He's We're getting as close to an MVP type of season from Anthony Davis that we're ever going to see this season right now. And I think that's what's most concerning for me with the Lakers. To me, the last couple years, what held the Lakers back was like, you never knew if you're actually going to get AD to show up on a given night. The nights that he did show up, it felt like the Lakers always won. We've seen a lot of games this year where AD has shown up, balled out, and the Lakers still lose. I'm not used to seeing that. I'm not used to seeing that with the Lakers. With, with LeBron and AD. So that's, I think, what is most concerning to me with with the Lakers. Now, can they get it figured out? I think so. But, you know, we're starting to – it's starting to get to time. I'm like, all right, I'm starting to get – starting to get nervous. People, some people need to go. Something's got to some shake. Wake some people up. Have to. Have it's to. Bad. Yeah, it's it, bad out here. It's, it's not good. And so one potential option that the Lakers – might be going with well not according to restream no way because it won't let me even bring the topic up Jeez, because they know it's some bs but because they know it's some bs man because it <clears throat> is we'll, we'll see so <sighs> lakers 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 where should Dejounte murray go he the lakers are one of the rumored teams to get him that would be some help at the point guard position uh, the Bucks have been interested, which I'm still trying to figure out after after all they gave up to get Dame, how they would still have any ammunition left to trade. But uh, the Bucks are being rumored, my Heat are being rumored, and uh, the Nets seem to be in on the Dejounte Murray mm-hmm. sweepstakes, if we're gonna call them that. So, 
Let's start with the first question, Joe. From a Lakers perspective, do you want them to go after DeJounte Murray? No, no. I mean, we got D'Angelo Russell. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing to me, to be honest. I think uh, Deontay Murray at this point is going to end up going to a team that's not going to be contending. He's going to go to a losing team. It was this the third coach that he, that don't like him and don't want him? Pop didn't want you. Uh, you got to the Hawks last year. Who was the coach that got fired? Millen yet didn't like you. You got him fired. You and Trey got him fired. Now Quinn Schneider don't want you, and he wants you gone. He made. I mean, do you think it's that Quinn Snyder doesn't want him, or just the fact that they're not seeing the success, and so it's like, okay, this is the one piece we kind of have. If we're going to build around Trey, this is the one piece we kind of have that people are going to actually give us something for. I mean, he made uh, Donovan Mitchell work out. He did. Go bear. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is that, but they actually had success, right? Like I'm just saying, this iteration of the Hawks is not successful. And no, if you're gonna if you're gonna build around Trey, who else are you gonna move on to actually shake up your roster meaningfully? It's it would have to be Murray. Like no one's gonna give yeah, you anything I, for you know Bogdanovich. Like you might get a, a second round pick, but like you're not gonna get. And you ton. need Bogdanovich. He just can't be your yeah. He's a good player. He's a good role player, but that's the problem. You gotta use him too much. Yeah, the the Hawks. I don't think they know what to how to develop a team around Trey Young is what it seems like. I think Quinn Schneider does. I think he does. Um, the Quinn does. I agree because he made – if Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert could do it, I know that Quinn Schneider could do it with just give Trey Young and a, and a solid big man. He needs a Rudy Gobert. Like he needs a, a rim protector. Yeah, let's see what happens. God, yeah. that hurt to come out my mouth to say anyone would need a Rudy Gobert. But they need that type of player that can protect the rim. Um, Capella is not quite that guy anymore. Um, nope. You know, and the, and the thing that Quinn Snyder also liked was he had Donovan Mitchell, obviously, but then he he put a bunch of people around him on the wings that could defend. Shoot. You know, so he basically just covered up the defense that Donovan Mitchell didn't really play, just covered it around him with good wing defenders yep. and a good rim protector. They've got the wing defenders, I think. You know, at least DeAndre Hunter, very good wing defender. Mm-hmm. Um, they could probably add another one. <clears throat> they got some shooting, like you were saying, Bogdanovich. So... We'll see. Might just be. Might just need a little reset. Um, you know, from a Heat perspective, I'm not in love with it either. I'm kind of. I'm in a similar boat to you. I think with the Lakers, like I don't. I don't. I don't, it. I don't love it. Um, I think the Heat need to do something, and I don't know if there's going to be a better option than Dejounte Murray for them. But the, I mean, the point guard position is just an issue for the Heat. So it, it makes sense from from that perspective. Yeah, Kyle Lowry just he didn't fall. He couldn't follow pop pops of rules. You think he's able to follow Pat Riley? I mean, I get it. It's two different cultures, two different personalities. But I just don't know that I necessarily think that he's had an issue like following people's rules or anything. Like I think he's done fine. I think that like the Spurs got rid of him because he was going to help win too many games. They wanted Wimby. Like that's why the Spurs got rid of him. That's fair. That's fair. And and then the Hawks, like I just I don't know if I can blame Murray for the Hawks bullshit. Like they've just kind of been a mess. They've been kind of much the same team for for years before and after him. So, you know, like the things that I like about him is he is he's a bigger point guard. He would give the Heat a lot of versatility, which would be very attractive. You know, the Heat could potentially start a lineup that goes something like Murray, 
Jimmy, Hero, Jovich, Bam, where Murray at 6'5 is the shortest person on the starting for the Heat. With a bunch of people that can switch and defend a bunch of different positions. And you got Caleb Martin to come off the bench, Duncan Robinson. Like so like I I see, That'd be pretty nice. Like I'm not and against it. I'm just not like offensively. Yeah, you know, Jamie would obviously be coming off the bench who's had a fantastic rookie season. Like I like it. I just I don't love it, but you know, it kind of is what it is. It's just I don't I don't get too well if you gotta give up Hawkes. Uh that's a no go. No way. It's a no go. I agree. No way. I, I think I think but you can I can make an argument you, that Jaime has been a better up? player than Dejounte Murray this year. I could make that argument. I agree, but who can you give up though? What pieces do you really have that they would uh, want? They can have uh, they can have your boy. They can have your boy. Yeah, Kyle I think they would take him too. But with it, that's not all they're gonna want though. Yeah, they're not gonna want a draft pick. Ain't gonna be enough. Pick. That's nothing. What's that? That's a second round pick to me, basically. I mean, what are you gonna get for him? I don't. Yeah, Pascal Siakam got three first round picks. I mean. Siakam's a better player than Murray. Yeah, but three. Think about the teams that we've named, though, that are interested. The only team that really has any ammunition to like really go Nets. beat it is the Nets. And mm-hmm. if they do they that, if they do that, then fine. Like if they, if they give up, you know, like say some of those three and D players, those younger players, maybe Ben Simmons if they want Ben Simmons. Claxton maybe like Claxton might be a good fit with with Trey. Oh, um, that's not bad. Then I'll say, okay, you know, golf clap to you. Good job. You went and got DeJounte. I don't think that, like, I just, like, from the Nets' perspective, I just don't really get it. What do you think What do you think that team's going to do? Right? Like, I like I like, I like Mikel Bridges a lot as a player, but not as, like, my best player. He should be, best case scenario, your third best player, I think. Agreed. You know, if your if your Lakers could get their hands on him, that would somehow be a that would be a fantastic Ooh, move. The that would be beautiful, yes, because he actually does everything else that everybody else on the team won't do. Yeah, okay. and he doesn't complain. I imagine he's probably untouchable. LA wouldn't be too though, flashy but... for him. He doesn't seem like that type of person. I think he would fit in really well. I just, I doubt the Nets move him because he was a centerpiece of their. No, yeah, facts, facts. So ticket seller. Y'all need to y'all need to try and get somebody from the nuts. They got a lot of players that think that could fit what y'all need, like a Royce O'Neal, someone like that. Do the dirty work. Yeah, defend. we need a big man, so Anthony Davis doesn't have to do everything either. Yeah, you know Dwight Howard. <laughs> just just say you did it, bro. Pay the man off and come play basketball. I'm saying he's probably got he's got other worries right now. No, no, he does. All right, Joe. Top five time. Just top five time. Top yes, five, sir. Top five, top five. I can't believe this. Top five is going to be crazy. Top five power rings in the NBA. Joe, give it to me. We're doing five to one, one to five. We're going to do it. Let's go five to one. Woo, number five. I can't believe I'm putting them up there, but I'm putting the Clippers number five. James Harden been looking good. Kawhi Leonard playing all his games. Paul George balling out there doing his thing. He he the one I actually almost may trust him as much as Kawhi Leonard now with the game on the line, but we'll see what happens in the playoff start. Number four, I'm going to put the Oklahoma City Thunder. I like them a lot. I like what uh, Shea is doing. The rookie of the year looking really good. Chad Holmgren, they got a lot of young pieces. I'm just not 100% because they sold on them because they're young. That's why I got them at four instead of the top three. Okay. 
Uh, third, I'm putting the Celtics. Got to put the respect on that, man. They they know how to win. They know how to win 20 games in a row in the regular season. You know, they real good at that. Regular season I mean, Warriors right there. Yeah, they really are. And they, I get it. Hey, they lost to the Nuggets. So, hey, that's the only thing that killed their streak. I'm going to give them their respect. And then I got Nuggets number two because they beat the Celtics. And Jokic is balling. Jokic is having another MVP caliber season. It's him and Joel Embiid. I mean, he's gone through injuries and had to deal with a lot of stuff, and he's still been able to make it happen. So I'm going with Jokic and the Nuggets number two. Number one, man. Defensive player of the year. Rudy Gobert. I'm just saying. (laughs) Defensive player of the year, man. Straight to the Hall of Fame. You get three of them mugs, you in. You right, you up there with Ben Wallace and um, oh, who else was it? You, I mean, you got three, you up there, bro. Like, I respect you in the Hall of Fame, and the way he playing this year and the way they playing together as a team. Anthony Edwards showing out. They finally said, okay, Ant, this is your team. So I'm gonna give them love. I gotta put them number one right now, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I didn't. I don't even think I had them in the play-in game. And these mugs, I I may have had them in the play-in game. These mugs, the best team in the NBA right now. It's ridiculous. And you know I'm right. Uh, I, I, I know you're not right. Um, Damn. Okay, so number five to me, I've been flipping back and forth on this one. I'm gonna go Bucks. I'm gonna go Bucks. They've been they've been playing better lately. Um, still not completely sold on them, but I'll put the Bucks in there. Uh, number four, I'll stay in the East. I'm going Boston. I think Boston, like you said, they've been the best team in the East pretty much all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, still don't love the way that they're playing, but you know it's it's good enough for the regular season. Um, number three, and man, this this is where it's tough for me. I'm gonna go Timberwolves. I'm gonna go Timberwolves. My man Ant has been balling. So he has been. You know, and like I said, I you, you call me crazy for posing the question after the after the uh, FIBA games. I said, could this propel Anthony Edwards in the NBA? It sure as fuck has. He has taken on that yes. leadership role with that team, and thank God that it's not Carl Anthony Towns anymore. Um, I still don't. The reason why I can't have them number one, Joe, is I just I don't I don't trust the whole too big thing. When it when it's going to be against like the best teams in the NBA, I think that shit works when you're playing in the regular season and you're playing, you know, the lesser competent teams. I think that all, I think that all makes sense. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with the Nuggets. I got the Nuggets. Um, it, it's starting to look like basically whenever Jokic feels like it, they they'll, they'll win. Mm-hmm. It's just. He hasn't really, Facts, yeah. He just hasn't really That's felt like point. it as much this year, you know, because fresh so off true. the championship, you know, why would he? So I was close to putting them one. Um, but number one, OKC Thunder. I am all the okay. way in on the Thunder. I think they are okay. I think they are so well built. They are a top five offensive rating in the NBA mm-hmm. and a top five defensive rating in the NBA in the NBA. That says championship. Jeez. That's yeah, championship. The way Chet can bother shots, if he he's been pretty good without getting into foul trouble in most games. That's the one part about his game that that worries me is him getting into foul trouble. But man, especially in the playoffs. Yep. yep, especially in the playoffs. But man, SGA is a fucking monster. Yep. 
that that insane. that dude is a monster. Um, Coming off the bench from Kentucky, insane man. What a career arc he has had. So I think they deserve all the love in the world. I think they have been fantastic. Um, Jalen Williams, balling, great second oh, option. Yeah. Um, I mean that that team just has so many really, really, really good pieces. I expect at some point in the season they're going to lose their uh, predator point guard, but um, alleged predator point guard. Innocent. Until proven guilty, I guess. But it, it looks real bad. So alleged predator. Well, they dropped they they dropped the they dropped the investigation because the the family of the girl wasn't cooperating. So yeah, they'd rather handle that behind closed doors. Get some money for it. They really get that paycheck. Um, <clears throat> whatever. He's still a creep uh, to me, but. That team's good, man. That team is so fucking good. They are, mm-hmm. they, yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Thunder. I was, cl- I was close to changing the Bucks out with the Pelicans for for five. The Pel- yeah, the, the Pelicans, Pelicans have been, been playing bit, so good. They've been a little bit up and down for me. Like they've had, like their lows just are a little alarming. Really Not that the Bucks haven't had those same lows, but at the end of the day, the Bucks have Giannis. So Giannis was a tiebreaker for me. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, I, I can't buy. Them. I don't hate it. Show. I can't buy. Them. You're not buying it. They look good, man. Russ is only playing 20 minutes a game. I'm just saying they look good. They look good. Kawhi playing all the time. Paul George look good. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> the Knicks look good. I'm just saying the Clippers and the Knicks look good. Something in the world's not right. Joe, if there's one thing that you can count on is that both of those teams, by the time we get to the second round, the playoffs, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Flat on the ass. They'll either not be there or be en route to getting eliminated. The Clippers are right now looking at their schedule, trying to make sure that they don't end up facing Luka in the first round. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And you just remind I, I wanted to have a whole conversation with you guys about Luka because some stuff that's been said the national media, but it, it'll be a better conversation when we got Devon with us anyways. Yeah. All three perspectives on it. But I feel like he's starting to get into um, king of excuses. He gets a lot of excuses made for him, That's in my fair. opinion. Like, I, I was I was hearing someone talk about, like, oh, well, he just never really had a, a good player next to him. I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah. Jalen Brunson. Kyrie. Kyrie last year, Porzingis. I'm like, okay. All guys are playing better without him. Yeah, I'm like, okay. All right. He's never had any help. Okay. Uh, But Joe, you know how we we end the show. We choose love. We choose violence. What are you choosing? I got love. I got two loves, actually. Two loves. Since, uh, yeah, you can do two. That's fine. I got two. I got love uh, since Devion out here. That's why I came up with two. I'm gonna give love to the Knicks. I'm giving love to the Knicks because they getting their fans so excited. Everybody is happy about the Knicks and how they playing well. And like, oh my God, is this the year? Everything's coming together. Oh, oh, look how everything is working. Oh my God, they look so good after that trade the, the last ten games. And we all know it's gonna fall apart. So I love when the Knicks play well because it's a great narrative for the NBA. And then we're gonna see them fall apart. Second love, I'm even love the Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns was a former first pick overall in the NBA. He has another number one pick in on his team. 
and he finally took a step back and deferred to uh, Anthony Edwards, and now look at them being the number one seed right now in the West. And it's all because he took away his ego and decided to be the number two option, which a lot of people don't do. Look how long it took Carmelo Anthony to finally take a step back. He had to sit out a whole entire year in the NBA before he can even come off the bench again. Call Anthony Towns did it 10 years earlier. So I'm going to give him a shout out for that love and respect. Carl Anthony Towns for that for sure, but they still going to end up losing. Mm. <laughs> just had to throw it in the end. They're still going to I had to throw it out there. Still going to lose, though. All right. All right. Mine's like kind of like a combined love and hate all in one. It'll make sense, I think, once I get through it. So I'm obviously loving showing love on the Miami Heat, honoring uh, Udonis Haslam on Friday night, even though they lost the fucking game. Jonte Murray. UD's been really good on that podcast, too. Yeah. Great podcast. Um, yeah, you know, DeJounte Murray was auditioning to be on the heat, so he hit that game winner with two seconds left. Um, so love celebrating Udonis Haslam. You know, obviously never was a superstar, but was just a key integral part of the organization for 20 years. So obviously, Thanks. obviously was going to go up in the rafters, and this is where the hate comes in. You know, Jerry Stackhouse made – or not, not Stackhouse. I always do that. I always do that. Um, Steven Jackson made a post on okay on instagram basically saying uh jerry stackhouse and steven jackson look nothing alike. i know i know I, there's, some, <laughs> there's something about because like everyone calls uh you know jerry stackhouse, Stack, stack oh and stackhouse Jack. stack i got I, I don't know it's something messes you. with my head i don't because they don't look nothing alike you. one's you a coach like. one is just like you know does the podcast shit with with matt barnes which i love and i watch a lot so you would think that's hilarious you would think that i would get it that's fun but um Anyways, he made he made a post on Instagram like you know salute to the Heat for honoring UD, you know you know basically he's a real one and you know when people say real ones don't ever get anything, this is an example of you know a real one getting one. Like everyone should be celebrating this. Basically, um, this was earned, not given. Was basically how he ended you need it. More veterans on the bench. And then so who comes in out of nowhere would had no reason to fucking comment on this post because it was not about him and it was not his post. Paul fucking Pierce comes in and comments, come uh, on, bro. I thought was, it was going to be McCants. No, nah, it was it was Paul Pierce coming in saying, this one was given, bro. Be real. I'm like, boy, if you don't get your little wow. ugly ass on, like, get the fuck out of here. Get you mean the, like the like, truth? The truth was given. That was not earned. Right. Truth of what? I mean, what? it was later on, but not early on. No, truth of what? Not... Exactly. Motherfucker's a liar. That's exactly. all he is. He's a goddamn lie. So get the fuck off this post. What type of person does that? Like someone's I career hater. is getting celebrated, and all you can think to do is you gotta hate on it. Get the <laughs> fuck what? out of here, bro. Yeah, that's For lame. what? That's lame. So I want to throw some stats at you, Joe, as we end this show. NBA championships: Paul Pierce one, Udonis Haslam three. Final game of their career: total points scored: uh, Paul Pierce six, Udonis Haslam. 25. So shut the fuck up. He went out <laughs> better than you. He won more rings than you. He contributed to a better organization than you can. Well, I he can go home better than you. Been, whatever. But, but he yeah, goes home. Exactly. He can go home more than Paul Pierce can go to Boston. I guarantee that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's also true. I'm just saying, get the fuck out of here, Paul Pierce. Get your little corny ass on. Kevin Garnett carries your show, anyways. Fuck you. We're three to possible and we are out.